Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to this episode of Talk Your Poly Off, where we talk about NRE. We're going to share some of our personal experiences with NRE and MRE, uh, talk about some of our experiences, as well as try to give you some takeaways on these feelings. I'm Bella. And I'm Monsada, and this is Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. And we're sitting here in Bella's bedroom, camped out, well, not sitting, I'm, we're camped out on Bella's bed. <laughs> Post-birthday, Miss Bella yeah. has leveled up. Yeah, we're just going to call it 21 plus shipping and handling because I feel old. And I like to sit in my room where I don't feel so old because <laughs> it's kind of littled out. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little little. <laughs> so how was your birthday? It was excellent. It's kind of hard following up last year's birthday. Uh -huh. Because last year's birthday, you took me on an amazing trip out to the coast for like a two, three day adventure. We did all sorts of shenanigans. So that was so over the top amazing. It's kind of hard to follow up right away. But we did do a lot of shenanigans. I am the shenanigator. The shenanigator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Friday the 12th, July 12th, was my birthday. And of course, I had to work all day. So that was boring. People kept asking me, how was your birthday? And I was like, it's a normal day. <laughs> I sit at a computer. <laughs> Nothing special. Um, and then later that night was all of our partying. Um, we took a group of about 10 friends out to the barrel room in Portland, downtown Portland, and we went and saw dueling pianos. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. I got a really fun tall birthday drink on the house, and then I shared a bucket of drinks with you. Mm -hmm. Everybody else bought me drinks for the birthday. A bucket drink is not like a bucket with a bunch of beer bottles in it. <laughs> The bucket down there is a small pail, similar to what you'd find when you're going to the beach. And it's just filled with sand. ice and a mixed drink. Yeah, instead of sand, it's ice and booze. Right. Yes. So that was on Friday night. And then Saturday daytime, you had to work. Yep. So some friends and I went out initially to what was going to be some kayaking. But I ended up just kind of enjoying the sun, splashing around in the water, just kind of relaxing. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Then we came home and watched our friend Katie uh -huh. is not caught up all the way on the Marvel movies. So we were all the way up to Guardians of the Galaxy. So we had to show her that. Yeah. And honestly, watching her reactions is almost better than the movies. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we did that. And then we had a quiet night at home where we had a couple drinks and just played some Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my birthday weekend. And then today, after we record, I'm going to sit my happy ass in the pool in the backyard and soak up some more sunshine. Nice. Yeah. A good level up weekend. How was your week and weekend? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, the weeks go by, right? Like sometimes there's great experiences and great adventures to be had. And sometimes it's just your nine to five right. and you're just pounding out the hours until you get some free time. Right. And so pretty much at the beginning of this week, I went out with my wife and we played Pokemon Go. It's still a thing that we do. It keeps us hanging out and keeps us, you know, in a good adventuring. space. Adventuring. And then it was mostly work until your birthday. Yeah. So I tried to spend a lot of time making sure that you got to do your birthday stuff. And there's one thing that we didn't get to do, which is axe throwing, which mm -hmm. I still want to do. Me too. But it seemed like after your day at the river, you just wanted some chill time. So I didn't want to push you, make you feel pressured. I figured just chilling at home was a good idea. Yeah, it's definitely still a date day that I want to do. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. I just, oh man, we were so busy for like two days solid. Right. I needed to just relax. Well, and it didn't help that the night before your birthday, I couldn't get any sleep <laughs> because our old wiener dog wasn't feeling well. And he kept running up and down the bed, or not running, but pacing. He was a pacer and just kept me up all night. All night. So I got about two and a half hours of sleep, got up, go to work, worked overtime as I usually do, came home, tried to get a quick nap in before going out to do birthday stuff with you. Yeah. Because apparently I'm getting old and a nap once in a while is not a bad thing. <laughs> oh, we and then Saturday out. night, or Friday night, we stayed out pretty late yeah and didn't get home till about one or two in the morning i still had to get up early for work the next day yeah so i got about four hours there <laughs> and so I, I was all right with uh saturday after your river trip just hanging out because yeah. i didn't know how much energy i had left but last <laughs> night i got amazing sleep <laughs> so i'm good Good. That's probably more than anyone wanted to know. Oh, they want to know. But there it is. Everyone loves you. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're going to start doing something where we share some happy Polly moments that people email in. Okay. So I just want to put it out there. I want to mention it briefly here. If you have even the smallest thing where, like, you made dinner for your whole polycule and played some cards and it was a fantastic night, uh, shoot us an email. It's just podcast at ilovepolly.org. We want to share that on air. Okay. Yeah. So let's get back into it here. So this episode, this week, we're talking about NRE. Right. New Relationship Energy. Do you want to give a definition? Sure. Why don't you go ahead and give NRE? Okay. So NRE, a New Relationship Energy, refers to a state of mind experienced at the beginning of sexual and romantic relationships. Typically, it involves heightened emotional and sexual feelings and excitement. In a monogamous setting, it would be referred to as the honeymoon phase. You're also probably going to hear us say MRE, which is not meal ready to eat. <laughs> so if you're in the military, this is not a military term. It is mature relationship energy, also known as existing relationship energy or old relationship energy. Yeah, I think that all three of those are frequently used yeah i prefer mre because it does mature if that nre the new relationship energy has a chance to grow and grows well or even just grows at all yeah it will mature and and the maturity of that energy will be reflected in your 
continuing a relationship. Right. And I think I saw you furrow your brow at this next thing. It's limerence, which is a state of mind which results from a romantic attraction to another person, typically includes obsessive thoughts and fantasies and is a desire to form and or maintain a relationship with the object of love and have one's feelings reciprocated. So basically, it's NRE, but it was coined like in the 70s, where NRE was coined in the 80s, oh, okay. and so it was kind of, it's kind of like the parent word to, to NRE. Okay. And because I I know that when some of this discussion is going to happen, there's probably a good chance that limerence is going to come up. So I figured I'd just throw the definition in here. Okay. Limerence can also be defined as an involuntary state of intense romantic desire. Okay? All right. So, I mean, when we're looking at NRE mm -hmm. and relationships, I mean, what... You're looking at a new relationship. They just started dating. Right. I mean, what does NRE actually look like to somebody? What does it look like? Uh, probably a giant, squishy, fluffy, lovey <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, basically, scientists have found that people in limerent states, people under the influence of NRE, have low levels of serotonin. Okay. A neurotransmitter in the brain that affects the mood and like OCD it potentially affects the brain in a hyper focused manner so you spend quite a bit more time paying attention to the person with whom you've developed these feels your limerent object yeah. maybe object of love like your crush like we discussed last week maybe yeah the person that you're newly formed relationship with mm-hmm all right so it's like, we hear a lot of the times, you know, oh, you're, you just see me through your rose-colored glasses because you're, you know, in NRE and you can see no wrong. Right. And that's a lot of it. Like, when you're feeling those good feels, you see all the good things. Right. right? You don't, like, if we, if we go back to last episode, we talked about crushes, how you're seeing this face of somebody. You're seeing the new section or the front image. You're not getting the depth yet. Right. Unlike the crush, this is something where you two are falling together, mm -hmm. right? And you guys are just going uh, balls deep. <laughs> You're going just totally 9-0 Like you've got that tunnel vision on each other. Yeah. You don't see anything on the outside. It's the, the exciting butterfly endorphin lovey fog, as I put it. Uh, I, it's my technical term. That's a good technical term. It's a lovey term. fog. Yeah, it's a scientific I, term. I think of it, like you said, the clouds. It's pink and fluffy. Oh, right. Yeah. With rainbows shooting out the yes. butt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe from a Care Bear's heart belly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cute. All love. Nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happens is, is with the new relationship energy, you're getting involved with someone, someone that you may have been crushing on, someone you may not have realized even that you were into until you met up and then boom, right? it happened, which is exactly what happened with you and I. Right. Meeting online, you were fun to talk to. <laughs> At that time, I was talking to seven or eight different people. We just posted a... An icebreaker. Yeah, in our in our Facebook groups. In our Facebook groups, 
and you came along and you were relatively new to the group and you started talking to me on my icebreaker and as the icebreaker is i was talking to seven or eight other people you took the initiative and said hey we should meet up and we met up and i'm thinking oh it'd be cool to meet new people and i had you know like you were just a person online right but when we met up there was like it was an instant thing it was a flip of the switch I saw you. Sparks flew. They did. It was <laughs> magical rainbows behind you <laughs> and and twinklies all around you. And I immediately put those rose-colored glasses on and just, I saw you and I was like, wow. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> She's pretty. <laughs> and that's all it took. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was the same for me. It was very much a chemistry thing. So NRE, I mean, when it's happening, like for me, it was like this connection, felt like I've known you forever thing. And same or similar for you with the sparks and the butterflies and the rainbows kind of a thing. Um, But I definitely felt that like spark right away, especially that hug when we ended the night the spark and the chemistry and like I knew that I wanted to hug you longer and I didn't want it to end I wanted more it was like I needed I craved more of whatever was going on it started right away for us even though we weren't even in a relationship but it is different for everyone like the length of time that people experience the NRE on average based on the research that I was doing seems to last around the first six months of a new relationship course like the start date and end date is different for everyone right and it's not a set in stone thing it's not like okay today we (laughs) notice we have our nre so let's time it from here (laughs) happy nreversary right right right. it could build up you know maybe it was just some little butterflies at first and then before you know it you know a couple weeks in you're like oh my god i'm so focused on this person i can't stop talking about them i love them so much right you're overblown ridiculous right And so I do want to talk about um, this article I read that's nine ways to tell if someone is experiencing NRE, according to Sophia of Love Uncommon. NRE can have multiple facets to it. And so it's a good way to just kind of pick out if somebody that you care about and you're connected to is possibly balls deep in NRE with someone new. Right. Balls deep, by the way, is... (laughs) An industry term. Uh, it's a technical term, so it's, <laughs> it is used with the utmost professional care. Yes, yes. <laughs> we love our balls. It's fine. <laughs> so, nine ways to tell if someone's experiencing NRE. Um, you might notice that they lose interest in their passions. Right. Right? So, anything from writing to painting to horse riding to whatever. Right. They are so wrapped up in this new person, they might not have as much interest in that anymore. They're like, "Mm, I don't want to play Fortnite anymore today. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go hang out with that person. Yeah. They, uh, number two is they spend less than half the time they used to spend with loved ones. Uh, Number three, they stop doing daily things to function. Now, I'm not talking about they're starving themselves, but things like uh, they don't get as much sleep anymore because they're so focused on talking to this new person. Oh, they can put the laundry off until tomorrow. It can wait. It can wait. Right. I know. I stayed up all hours of the night wanting to talk to you. So as long as you were talking to me, 
I wasn't going to go to sleep. Right. <laughs> oh, and that's a big one, too. Jeez, I don't know how many times. Yeah. <sighs> uh, number four, they massively change life to accommodate the new person. I think we've, we did quite a few of these early on in, in our NRE. I did some of this. Um, actually, I'll address this one because this one was a big deal in in my situation with you i think number seven might go along with it too uh which ones that make non-negotiated changes to time spent with others i would say maybe a little bit so that massive changes there was there was kind of a tide in my polyamory life right around the time where you and i met mm -hmm. and in this tide i was looking for new ways to i guess at the time i i was under the impression it was new ways to do polyamory better mm -hmm. right and so i paid a lot of attention to a lot of groups that we run and and that at that time that i ran with a, a different team and i was paying attention to what a lot of people were saying and i was reading a lot of different articles and so on and so forth and the reason why I bring all of that up, because it does fit here, is that when you and I started getting to what I felt was going to be serious, mm -hmm. I felt like, well, this is the perfect time to enact all of these changes and try to do it in a way that the community says is the best way to do it. Right. So my idea on doing my life change stuff was because... You know, online says to do it that way. And right. how many times did we all kind of fall into that in a way? So basically, at that time, I wanted to do things differently in polyamory. And these were the things I wanted to do. And because you were a relationship I was about to become serious in, I felt like this was a perfect time to do those things. Right. And these are things that, that I would not have done if it weren't for in our NRE. And I was excited at our level of energy. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a perfect time to try this. We're going to do this. <laughs> didn't They didn't all work out well. Right. But that happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. So following up massive life changes, using the majority of your productive energy on the new person. So you're so hyper-focused on them, you're not doing the dishes, not doing the laundry, you're not as productive at work because you're on your phone texting this new partner all day. Right. Maybe your existing relationship is starting to get neglected. Mm -hmm. um, number six, you spend most of your conversations talking about the new person. You know, you can't go on a date with someone else without referring back to the newest partner in your life. Right. And in Polly, we all talk about our partners while on a date. That's pretty normal. Um, just maybe not so hyper-focused on them. Right, right. Um, number seven, you make non-negotiated changes to time spent with others. So if you maybe have a plan set or there's typically this unspoken Monday nights we do this, but right. then it gets changed because you want to see the new person. Well, and that's the thing, right? So you already have your other partners, other partner, however your configuration is. You get this new person in your life and suddenly you're like, man, I really, like, I just want to see this person. I what can I do to see this person? Right. And so when 
perhaps in negotiations with other partners, part of the thing is a prearranged agreement where you see this person this amount of times or you don't get too involved with a new person, you know, whatever, right? Whatever like it is, yeah. Personal boundaries you've created with your pod or personal rules that you've encouraged within each other. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, mm, I know that Tuesday is normally our night, but this person really wants to go out and do this. And that would be so cool. Right. And then that's, so that's the non-negotiated. Oh yeah, I was, I know I was going to go do this with you, but this person wanted to do I'm this. I'm going to do this other thing instead. Right. And that does definitely cause some problems. Yeah. And I know that I've done that. We definitely did this next one. Number eight, make life-changing commitments to the new person. What, six months into dating, I was losing my place to live. Yep. And so real quick, real quick, there was a move in. <laughs> there was. And then number nine would be lying to close people about the degree of connection. So let's say your existing partner's calling you out and they're like, you're really focusing a lot on your new partner. Uh, do you think maybe, maybe we need to slow it down a little bit? And you come back with more of a, no, no, I'm not that connected. It's it's just a casual thing. And I've seen this with some people. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, this one's kind of tough because I could go in a lot of different directions and but what I've seen some glaring examples of this in some of our community. Yeah. And and if you're I mean, lying's just tough and yeah. it's bad and it's and it's no good for anyone, especially when you're saying, Oh yeah, I kinda like this person, I guess, or oh, we're just close friends, or no, it's just a fling. And the next thing you know, you're finding out that this person, you know has a whole secondary life they're not working at work as much as they say they are they're actually sneaking away and right. spending all this extra time with other uh, this other person i've i've seen it go so far as to have uh there was this one person who was married and was seeing this girl and he set up a whole secret apartment thing and was doing this like just be honest it can get pretty crazy and that's <laughs> And it, and it, like in RE that wasn't healthy, it did shatter pretty quickly. Right. And it crumbled down around all the people involved and it was ugly. Right. Well, so those were like nine ways to see if someone is deep. Of course, they won't always hit all of them, but it's good to just kind of be aware. And it's good to be self-aware too when you're in the middle of it. Am I doing these things? Right. And be mindful of it and then, and then try to moderate a right little bit. right yeah um, and then on the opposite side of the coin of that i do want to mention um that when nre is healthy and mindful and you're paying attention it's a fantastic feeling it's not this big ugly negative thing that like those last nine tips might make it look like mm -hmm. it can be done well and gosh it's such a fun floaty high feeling that i've got just a handful of tips here by Christine Felizar from Bustle.com for how to make NRE last. So let's say you've got that mature relationship that's been around for 10 years. Mm -hmm. How do you stretch out that butterfly fun feeling um, in a mature relationship to make it feel like it's fresh and new again? Um, so here's her quick six tips for that. 
So do new things together. Try new adventures. Yeah. And not always just around food. You know, everybody goes, let's try a new restaurant. Oh, God. But like you, you've mentioned before, you and your wife tried geocaching. Yeah. So we were hitting what you would call a rut. Yeah. And by this time, we were together 16 years, 15 years. And we just, we didn't, we didn't have that spark anymore. We were roommates with benefits i guess you know yeah. i mean like there was love there was absolutely love i'm trying to exaggerate for the sake of getting a, a basic picture to help yeah. these tips and at the time we were actually struggling and we we would argue a bit and, and we just weren't getting along and i was desperate to find that spark again mm -hmm. and this is some years back and i I just started trying to figure out like a new way to do it because we were in a small enough town that you couldn't just go to a new restaurant. Oh, right. hey, honey, let's go on a dinner and a movie. And that gets old and boring anyway. You and, there's no, and there's no axe throwing. There's no like right. big city thing. Right. So my next alternative is what is an activity that people do that may not be well known that could be interesting? And I ended up coming across geocaching mm -hmm. from like a coworker. Coworker explained it to me. I went online, did some research. I went nuts. I was like, this is this is what to do. And we tried it. And and I went to pick her up that day. I remember this day, actually, because we were in the middle of a disagreement. Right. And so when I went to pick her up, we weren't in the best of mood already. And I was like, we're going to go do something. And she's like, well, what? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you yet. I want to show you. And she's like, whatever. So we go out and geocaching, uh, you know, we've mentioned it on our Facebook Live and a couple other mm -hmm. places. We're a global uh, GPS scavenger hunt thing. I downloaded the app that day. I made an account that day. So I had it all set up and ready to go. So when I got her, we'd go do the thing. We went to a couple of places that we were familiar with and brought good memories yeah. that we didn't know there was a geocache in that spot. So I brought her to the happy place more or less. I was like, okay, now that we're here, we need to find a container or we need to find this thing. And she's like, I have no idea. And I was like, I don't either. So we made this adventure. The first two geocaches were a dud. Like we couldn't find them. We mm. Unintentionally or accidentally, I ended up choosing two of the hardest geocaches in <laughs> Walla Walla to try first. Right. So then, like, by this time, she's like, okay, I think I'm getting the swing of it, right? We, we failed at the one. She thought it was kind of stupid. We went to the second one. She's kind of warming up to the idea. And then finally, we couldn't get that one, so we're like, one more. We're going to try one more, and if this doesn't work, to hell with this, and I'll right. just take you out to dinner, and, uh, you know, we'll just talk. So we go to a third park, a park we hadn't actually been to. It was a tiny little corner park. And we get in there and we're looking around and in under five minutes, we had the cache in our hand. And it was a little magnetic box up against the back of a sign. Mm -hmm. And we were excited. We're like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and we spent the rest of the evening running around in geocaches, laughing, loving, having fun, building this great memory together. And geocaching re-sparked our NRE mm -hmm. 
for a few years. That's awesome. We went on tons of adventures because of geocaching. Yeah. And it legit did a lot to save our marriage at a time where we were struggling really hard. Yeah. So absolutely do new things together. Like you said, don't just go for food or right. restaurants or movie. My boss, he takes his wife to the They're really on the outs. And he's taking her to the movie like three times a week. It's well, like, you don't take someone you really care about into a dark room just so you don't talk to or look at each other. <laughs> it's not how you do it, feller. Right. Anyway, adventure. Yes. So I knew you had that fantastic example for uh, the first one here. The second one, live with the four A's appreciate admire adore and accept each other mm. if you can remember those four a's when it comes to your partner um, i think it, it helps pull you out of that routine of the mature relationship i generally live with those four a's with everyone in my life yeah that's always good until you don't deserve it hey no you always will. yeah you're my little <laughs> princess um of course this is a given but not something we're always mindful of you constantly want to work on your communication skills. Um, and again, I mean, I can refer only to your relationship because I don't have a 20-year relationship. Uh -huh. But I know you're always working on that with her as well. Right. So, Even now, where things are not in our ideal spot, we still work on communicating. Mm -hmm. You know, the beginning of the week, her and I went out we went geocaching, or not geocaching, Pokemon hunting, mm -hmm. and we're rebuilding on some stuff that we've needed to rebuild on for a while yeah and communication styles and skills that you had 10 years ago are growing and changing now so. oh yeah we don't communicate now anywhere near like we used to yeah and in some ways it's a little worse but in most ways it's a lot better right and and the communication geez i could go on forever yeah. about, i mean like <laughs> this is poly after all but the communication styles, oh, this is a whole nother episode Don't by itself. I'm not going to rabbit hole this one. Yep. <laughs> I will say that, and this is something I'll address in the communication episode, is one of the hardest parts about communication is learning how to hear things beyond the sound of your own ego. Yeah. That's a huge deal. And, and I'll just leave it at that because otherwise it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> So let's talk about allowing the relationship to unfold naturally. And this is a big one for me. Um, the natural unfolding and not seeking out routine. I was married for seven years in my 20s, and it was very routine. It was very much like we go to bed at this time, we have sex at this time, we wake up at this time. Like, it was very set in stone. It was very boring. Um almost too routine and I'm an organized planner so when something is too routine for me there's a problem so with us we've really allowed it when I say us I mean you and I right we've really allowed it to go more natural um you know like is it is is it time like like <laughs> Yeah, uh -huh. absolutely. I know, right? So we have allowed it to go more natural. And, and our relationship has gone in a different way. For you and I, we immediately were not following the script of relationship. Right. I didn't want to jump into the dress-up fancy first dates. Right. And, like, we jumped right into one domestic our, stuff. One of our first dates was <laughs> she needed to pay her phone bill... <laughs> And wanted to change her phone out for a new phone. 
So we actually, yeah, that, that's the thing. That's the actual, the the short word for what I just said. (laughs) So one of our first dates was I went with her to upgrade her phone. (laughs) It was so exciting and it was a great memory. But it was like the natural thing that just progressed. I mean, we, I don't know if we were over there at Barnes and Noble that night or if it was like, this is just an errand I want to, or I have to run. That's what it was. We got to run this errand. Yeah. And I want you to, I want to spend time with you because I'm knees deep in this NRE. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of it like a waiting pool. Oh yeah. We were waiting in. Right. (laughs) But yeah, I really wanted to spend time with you and see you, but I had to get this errand done. Right. So it was kind of like, okay, well, I I could miss you. And it would suck to not see you. Or you could come with me on this super duper fun adventure errand. And that wasn't the only one. I remember (laughs) going with you to get your glasses and your contacts. we did a bunch. I mean, and that's the thing, is when you are enveloped in in NRE, that's what you, you will neglect other things. Or you will be willing to do dumb shit (laughs) in order to be with this person. Right. But... If that's the way that it works, then that's the way that it works. If this is what's allowing you to be mindful of the NRE that you have and that you're fostering, and if this is what propels that relationship further, then do that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to run on a script. Right. Running naturally is the way to do it. So tip number five to making NRE last it's kind of one of those frou-frou... Spiritual guru spiritual things. Spiritual guru, hippy-dippy kind of a thing. Um, and I know it's not an all the time, but the more you can keep the positivity up in a household or in a relationship, right? the longer the high is going to last. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not positive all the time. You and I know that. But if you can find the small things to be grateful for, it helps boost that positive attitude. Right. Um, and I think that attitude the positive attitude leads to number six where you want to just keep dating each other don't we've done it we've fallen into these ruts where we're so busy we're you know putting out two podcasts we both work full-time jobs you work overtime Mm -hmm. all the time at your job we've got a house to maintain families all the daily life stuff going on we don't always have the time or money to keep dating each other but when you when we find that yeah it continues to spark that NRE for us. And right. we get all the fun butterflies and the, oh, you look so handsome tonight. <laughs> and, you know, then it leads to all the fun, sexy time, too. Right. Well, and then the keeping the positivity high. I mean, you did when you were talking about when you transitioned from five to six there mm-hmm. just now. And you're talking about how, you know, we got we work so much and we do so much. And, and sometimes, I mean, like. Y'all are adults. Y'all life. Sometimes life's hard. Sometimes life sucks. Like, like I'm I'm personally going through a situation where my wife and I are estranged, and a lot of times there's some really hard things for me to deal with personally, and a lot of times it just it's it's just tough, right? Uh, life changes, moving, changing friends, changing jobs. Like maybe you go through a breakup or. You lose a family member. There are some things that are really going to drag you down. And it's hard with NRE, with a new partner, Mm -hmm. to stay positive. And and you're not required, obviously. You take care of you. But 
you want this partner and you want to be around this partner and sometimes you just struggle right so maybe in that scenario where you want to keep the positivity high but you're just having a hard time doing it that's where you go back to what was that number three constantly work on your communication skills mm -hmm. see like bring all of these together and use them all on a regular the, con the communication skills say hey you know bella i'm really struggling with this other relationship i'm having i care about you a great deal and i love spending time with you if i don't seem too chipper please understand that it's not you that i'm really struggling here but i still also want to spend some time with you right and of course as a partner i would understand that and do what i can to support you and if i'm positive and happy it doesn't mean you are going to meet me at my level but it might be a nice little bright shiny in your life when everything else is a little dim and it has been a number of times there have been times you know in my recent struggles where you have definitely illuminated mm. some of the darkness in my days and that's where our nre has grown to become mre right these are some of the things that bring us to maturity in our relationship yeah. and grow us closer together. And that's one of the things, being mindful of NRE and how to operate it, that's one of the benefits. So that you can keep dating each other, so you can keep exploring together. And I did want to address one more thing with yeah. this keep dating each other, is that NRE and MRE, both, keep dating your partner. With, with you, mm -hmm. we have worked to keep trying to date. And there are some weeks where we just can't get it. But in general, we come back to it and we're like, let's get our date night going again. Let's, or let's go out and do this thing or whatever. Right. And that's one of the things that keeps it fresh and keeps us close to the NRE. And even on that side note with my wife, mm -hmm. there are times where before we did our big move across the state, we were again in a different kind of a rut and when we were geocaching it was like a date yeah and from that you know we we got life stuff involved and we hunkered down and focused and blah 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 and then we turn around and we want to spend more time with each other you know years later or whatever a date night once a week sometimes that's all it takes yeah you know try to get a couple of them a week or whatever Whatever you can fit into your schedule. But even after 20 years, a date night and finding something special as a date to do will really revitalize some feelings and kindle that spark that, that might be seeming to be dying down. Right. Anyway, I got a little tangential there and I apologize. <laughs> so those are all the tips that I found for recognizing NRE in yourself or others. And then tips for how to make the NRE last. When you're stretching out and hitting more of that MRE mature relationship, how do you still bring about the butterflies? Right. So, and then because of my tangents, maybe what we should also do is talk about who does NRE affect? Obviously, when you and I start dating and we're just getting together, it affects you and me. Right, oh, that's the like, direct. <laughs> I'm all googly-eyed for you, you're all googly-eyed for me. Next thing you know, I'm talking about you all. Well, who am I talking to you about? I'm talking to you about, about you with my other partner or partners. 
maybe with friends, mm -hmm. with family, mm -hmm. even coworkers. I remember when yeah. I first started spending time with you, I'd brag about you to my coworkers. I'd be like, I'm gonna take this girl, we're gonna go do these things, and I'm really excited. And like, I even got those guys whipped up like, okay, where are good places to take someone out on a date? <laughs> we had this thing going for a while where we were making an Excel sheet at work right. on date places and why it's a date place. <laughs> and so obviously NRE affects more than just the two or three or seven people that are just now experiencing it. Right. NRE is like a stone and your life is a pond, right? Mm -hmm. So if this person in my pond, you throw a stone in my pond, mm -hmm. you're affecting my pond, you and your stone. The initial drop is you and I connecting. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's the ripple effect. Right. It hits the people closest to me. I'm telling my wife all about you. Your kids. My kids. My kids are going to know you. Like, they're going to get to meet you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or they're at least hearing me talk about how I went on a date with you. So, my wife knows about you. Any other partner knows about you. My close friends know about you. My coworkers have to hear about you. <laughs> and then, and then you know, family, if I'm close to my if I was closer to my family, they'd hear about you right. sooner. But I'm not really close to my family. But NRE doesn't just affect two people who are madly in infatuation with each right. other. It is, the, it is the ripple effect in a pond. Well, and then it's even the connections of your connections. Uh-huh. So, you know, like you were saying, it would affect your other partners. Uh-huh. It would affect your metas, too. It would go, because if you're constantly talking about it, and let's say it's starting to bother another partner of yours. Uh-huh. Man, he just doesn't stop talking about this new girl he's seeing. Right. That partner might vent to your meta, to their other partner. Uh -huh. And then it's like, man. And so other people are starting to hear the effect. Or it could go the opposite way. I'm so happy for him. He's got this really amazing new partner. And I'm hearing about all these wonderful dates. Why don't you and I go do something like he's doing with his new partner? Yeah. And so the positive, happy vibes can spread too. Right. Right. So basically, NRE will affect pretty much everyone in your life in mm -hmm. some way yeah. because what's happening is you're becoming a different person in the moment or you have a new interest or a new excitement in the moment and you're sharing that with your world so that's yet another thing to be mindful of when we discuss new relationship energy okay so so i mean personally like i've been on both sides of this with the ripple effect where i've like, I've seen it have the negative impact on the mature relationship. Uh -huh. um, you know, I've been in the mature relationship, and I've been the new relationship. And, man, sometimes you, you feel neglected, and then that just, it can... I'm thinking of, like, an avalanche, right? It starts small and starting to feel a little neglect. Maybe we're not communicating it. Maybe my partner's so wrapped up in their new partner... I can't seem to find the right moment to explain what I'm feeling and it starts getting bigger and it's rolling downhill and then it's this big giant avalanche of these terrible feelings. Maybe I'm putting that on an, another partner, oh. right? Maybe I'm not venting to anybody and now that's going to explode on you. You're in the middle of NRE with a new person. I have no idea. Now you're blindsided by this. Right. 
It could also, again, be the other side, the positive, happy stuff, where maybe as the, the mature relationship, I'm so happy and I'm so excited for you. Maybe even get a little envious. And I want some of that NRE with somebody new, too, because that's a happy endorphin high that I want to feel, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe that explodes all over. All right, I'm going to go out. I'm going to find a new partner. I'm going to get back into the dating world. It explodes all over. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I've seen it have a negative impact on the mature relationship. And I've seen it have a happy, positive one. Um, I've also been wrapped up in the NRE. Yeah. It was, you know, I we talked about it earlier where it's that tunnel vision. Nothing else seems to matter. I mean, luckily, well, I don't know about how lucky, but when you and I first started... You were lucky. I, <laughs> I was. I was lucky a lot. <laughs> I was living with and dating my girlfriend, and she was pretty focused on a couple other relationships that she had. So my tunnel vision on you didn't really affect my other relationship much. Right. Uh, so I was lucky in that sense. But I definitely suddenly didn't care what my other partner was doing. Because I was super focused over here on what we were going to build. You were absolutely focused. So what made you, I don't know, like when we're thinking about this, you're talking about some of our earlier days. Mm -hmm. What made you sprung? <laughs> Spring sprung? Yeah. Like Tigger? Do, do, sure. Do, do, do. What made you like, you know? Well, I mean, again, some of the research that I had done scientifically like our bodies have a shit ton of hormones that they go through okay. sparks fly and then we can't control some of it the way that we feel on it um like the hormones are raging kind of in a similar way that makes you crush on someone mm -hmm. like we talked about last week there's three different types of hormones that kick in when you crush on someone right uh we feel kind of like a dopamine high and you you want to stretch it out you want to make it last the difference here is the person that you feel the limerence with is reciprocating it in some way. So you're not just like looking at someone from afar crushing. This is a two-way street where every, both of you are involved in this right. dopamine high. Um, <laughs> both of you, three of you, I don't know, whatever, whatever size your polypod is, that everyone's getting involved in this. <laughs> right. It's, it's a mutual feeling. But I'm asking you specifically, like... With our relationship, because right. this is what we're going to use to kind of help with our listeners. Right. What was it that carried you through with our relationship? I mean, if you reflect it, back on us. Yeah, you made me feel good. You made me feel wanted. Um, I got a, showered in attention. If there I remember was... that first time <laughs> that I brought you a teddy bear. Was that when I was sick? It's when you were sick. Because I was sick for like the first three months we were together. Right. Okay. So let's talk about that. <laughs> it's it's funny because with NRE, like you were sick a lot. Yeah. And because I had NRE, I was like, I don't care if she's sick. I want to go hang out with her. Yeah. I want to go spend time with her. I want to do things and with her. And when I say I was sick, I mean, like I was coughing so violently. I was peeing my pants all the time. He didn't care. Right. He wanted to come hang with me while I was coughing and hacking up a lung and peeing myself. Now, if I didn't have that NRE, I'd be like, get your shit together and then maybe call me back after you've showered. <laughs> right? Like, that's what the NRE does. It's like, 
I don't care. I just, I just want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. So you were sick and you had a couple of different ailments through those first couple of months where I legitimately for a minute thought, oh, geez, is this, does she have some medical conditions that yeah, she's not telling me about? I had a about? skin rash that popped up out of nowhere. Right. So like, he's like rubbing this steroid cream on me. <laughs> on a new girlfriend of like two months. That's what NRE does to you. You're like, nah, I could do this. Like... <laughs> It was so bad. But it was it was weird because if I was just like casually dating somebody and all of those things were falling the way they did, I'd probably be like, you know, <laughs> it's maybe, not worth it. Maybe just call me sometime, you know, like just let I me know. I don't have your number. Right. <laughs> and that's that's when you know it is. Yeah. In my opinion, is that. You're willing to just do stupid. Like bring me teddy bears and... Yeah, so the teddy bear. Mm -hmm. I remember that first time I brought you a teddy bear. Mm -hmm. It was what, just a month and a half in. You weren't feeling well. It was, it, was, it was a rainbow one, yeah. I think it's that one. So I brought you two, actually. It's I brought just, you a big one yeah. and I bought you a little one that I kept in my pocket. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because I had to go knock on your girlfriend's house's door. Yeah. And she answered and she's she wasn't a very positive person. She always smart ass and <laughs> and kind of a sour personality. Yeah. Which I get because sometimes I'm that way. And she was going through some really bad stuff at the time. Right. But I had this cute little fluffy teddy bear. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh shit, I don't want to just, just let me just walk through. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I know where her room is. <laughs> but you were upstairs talking to her and her husband. And I came in and I gave you this teddy bear and you got all gushy and excited. And your girlfriend was like, <laughs> and her husband was like, hmm, you know. <laughs> And then, and then you thought it was all good and done, and then we do the thing, we do all the conversation and stuff, and we finally go to your room, and we're hanging out, and I popped out that second teddy bear. Remember how excited you got? <laughs> it was adorable. Just adorable. I mean, I really hadn't been shown the, like, physical side of love in a while. Uh-huh. So, like, nobody really got me a teddy bear, and it's the same thing with, like, flowers at work. That's, like, a thing, right? So all the coworkers can see just how much your boyfriend loves you. Oh, is that something I'm supposed to be doing? It's a thing. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I mean, I remember that feeling. I was just like, oh, my God. he And this is, like, you know, a month in. He must love me so much. He put so much effort and thought into this. Yeah. And again, how NRE affects your other relationships. Because I wouldn't stop talking about Bella and how she wasn't feeling well. My wife was like, well, you know, I know that we had something we were going to do this week, but why don't you go see her and make sure she's okay? Right. And she was all encouraging and supportive. And I'm like, you think I should? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I should get her something or something. How'd that go? She encouraged me to do something to help make you feel a little better. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get her a teddy bear because she likes teddy bears. Yeah. Well, I know that 
um, she had encouraged it a couple times. I had some really rough times. Um, she helped you or encouraged you to come rescue me from downtown one night. Mm -hmm. Um, my car was breaking down all the time, so you had to come out and be the knight in shining armor for me a few times. And that goes with those unscheduled uh, connection mm -hmm. times that you were talking about earlier. The non-negotiated yeah. type things. But you had to step in and communicate. You had to communicate with your wife what was going on. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like you were lying about anything like that other way. Right, because I don't, I don't dig that. Right. So we've talked a lot about like what NRE is and what it looks like and we've shared some of our How experiences. Does it feel? There is a side of NRE that I think that would be good to be addressed. Yeah. And that's uh it's kind of a touchy subject because it's it's tough and I see a lot of people run through it. So we've seen it a lot in the community. Right. And I don't like I'm not trying to shame anything. Mm -mm. But it is something that if you're going to be exploring polyamory, that you should be aware of. And and that's basically that there are some people who fall in love with the feelings of the chemical brain change and often chase the NRE. They're, they're like adrenaline junkies mm -hmm. for love. Right. Right. And especially the ones that are new to the world of polyamory, some that have only been into it for a year or so, some that are just like, I can do this, hold my beer. Right, right? like they've been in this existing relationship for, for 10, 20, 30 20 years. Yeah, and all of a sudden, now they've opened up and they have this freedom and they've experienced the NRE, and it's like that drug. Oh my gosh, I want to feel that NRE again. Right, right. And it's, I mean, I get it. Like, when I feel it, mm -hmm. I love feeling it's it. So and it's great. And I would say, if you get the chance to feel it, man, feel it. Right. Like, like explore it. Get involved with it. Fall in love with falling in love. Yeah. That's fantastic. Where I personally feel that it becomes a downfall is when the NRE chasers, maybe is what we'll call mm -hmm. them, they're the ones that they think that they're in love with you. And they act like they're in love with you. And coming up around six months, they've been crushing on someone else. And now they've fallen in love with that person. Right. And you're kind of yesterday's news. And they repeat the cycle over and over and right. over. And sometimes they, they get involved in that cycle with two or three relationships simultaneously. Right. And they might not be doing it intentionally. Oh, a lot of times they're not. Yeah, it's not a malicious thing. It's just a weird pattern that if you sit back and you look at, you can pick it out and be like, okay, well, are you do you really love this person? Or are you just riding that exciting high? Right. And that's a tough thing to do because, like, if you're new to polyamory mm -hmm. or you're just opening your your monogamous relationship up to test the waters or or maybe you just you're single and you found someone on OkCupid and they're just all about you. Right. right. And so you are experiencing this person in the moment having a crush or new relationship energy whatever it is you're building something you're feeling good and things are going great and then suddenly that person's like hmm this new person is so wonderful oh yeah i'll talk to you in a bit right right and and then it's a little hard for someone to take that that's new 
right? If you're just opening your relationship and someone does this to you, you're going to feel personally affected by this. And you're yeah. gonna, that's when the insecurities come in or was I good, not good enough or what did I do wrong? And sometimes you just have to pay attention right? and see how some of these people act in some of the community. Some of, see how everyone acts in the community, right? That's how we pay attention to flags and warnings, right? right? And if you happen to notice that, that a person is running through a cycle mm-hmm. of NRE, be mindful of that. Yeah. I mean, get involved or don't get involved, that's your choice. And again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just something to pay attention to. But there are definitely NRE chasers who, like Bella said, may not realize that they're just chasing that energy. Yeah. And so there is there is a little bit of a darker side to NRE in in a polyamorous community that I think that if if we just take this moment to acknowledge, mm-hmm. then maybe someone could understand a little bit if something like that were to happen to them. Yeah. So I guess that's I guess that's kind of what I wanted to say there. Perfect. I think I think it was a good heads up. This mm-hmm. is a thing. Not everybody knows it. Not everyone's seen it. So I mean, looking, we've talked a lot in this episode. Yeah. Looking back, I mean, just to to kind of wrap it up nicely here. What are what are some of the takeaways from this episode? Well, I guess it's easy to get caught up in the exciting rush of a new relationship. And it's easy to lose yourself. So one of the things that I would take away is that I want to figure out ways for me to stay grounded in reality so I don't get swept up in the fantasies of multiple NRE or just a whole new world. (laughs) So for me, a takeaway would be to, to be mindful of each step that I take. Yeah. Um, what about you? I mean, I think for me, it's, I love that feeling of NRE and I miss it sometimes. I love our MRE. I love where we're at. Right. Sometimes I miss, I, I mean, I haven't had NRE in Since two and me. a half years. Um, so I would take away and think about riding the high and enjoying it without neglecting my mature relationship. Mm-hmm. But definitely when I find it, Ride it, enjoy it, stretch it out, make it last. Yeah. Yeah. I think also because I watch you date quite a bit more than I date. Yeah. Finding a way to communicate with you um, when when I see you experiencing NRE, maybe some of those aren't going so well and you're getting lost in it. Finding a way to communicate with you to be like, come back down here. So kind of helping you with your takeaway. Wanting to stay grounded and mindful. I have another side of that coin. Realizing some of the signs. Right. Yeah. And then and then for me, being the one who does date, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I could use as a takeaway here, which is something that you and I have experienced also, is that while there are absolutely times where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get totally lost in this forest of NRE, there are definitely also times where I can watch as my partner with the MRE mm-hmm. might be feeling like a secondary or not good enough or right. just not enough. And and when you watch me with some of my NRE, 
that I am being mindful and healthy of. There has been an occasion or two where maybe some of your not-so-good feelings were coming out because you were worried. Right. And so I have been trying to be more mindful on how to take care of you in times like that where you're feeling not so good. Yeah. So then what we're, what we're doing there is we're working with each other. Because mm-hmm. we didn't always have things to help us, right. per se. Right. But if you wanted a resource, I'm going to add a couple of small links to some show notes just to help out a little bit in addition to this episode to help people be aware of how to negotiate or navigate through NRE. Yeah, and I just, a side note too, if, you know, talking it out with each other isn't enough, we always want to recommend speaking to a professional, um, even if it's somebody to mediate your communication. uh, They're always your best resource if you start to feel lost in a relationship or need help with communicating in general. Find, Find a professional to help. Yeah, absolutely great advice. Whether it's individually, with couple therapy, a group therapy, there there are plenty of options. Yeah. So, with that said, as always, if you enjoyed our show today, please leave us a rating and review. Share it with your friends. Share the link to the episode. Um, we want to help break down the stigma and normalize consensual non-monogamy. So, again, share it with as many people as you can or feel comfortable with. Talk about it. Get it out there. We're helping people, and we can only help people if they know we exist. Yeah, so while we are here now talking our poly off, now we're giving you more to go out into the world and talk your poly off. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook.com forward slash ilovepoly.org, mm-hmm. on Instagram at ilovepolycares. I was playing around with our Twitter page earlier today at ilovepoly. Yep, and we're always looking for those happy poly moments again. So if you want to share those and have us mention it on the show, please email us your moment at podcast at ilovepoly.org. Yeah, that's single podcast, not plural. And and you can send any correspondence there, actually. You yeah. can You can send us silly pictures or uh, death threats. <laughs> I mean, maybe not that. Whatever works. I'll take them. I'll yeah. take, I like them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go jump in the pool. So oh, I'm going to go get my motorcycle. You are going to get your motorcycle. Oh, I got new tires on my motorcycle. I'm going to make the vroom vroom. <laughs> oh. Okay, we're All done. Right, we're done. we got to go. Thanks for listening. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella. And Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.